listening to Salam Doll, the podcast where Muslim women don't fit the stereotypes, we break them. I'm your host, Zara Pedersen. You can find this episode and the full archive of all the episodes on zarapedersen.com. Welcome to the show. Salam Doll, it's your girl Zara here. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. I am so excited to be sitting here and recording another episode for you guys. It has been a little while since I've had a guest. It's actually been a month and that's because the last episode, if you go back and listen or if you already have listened to it, was one where I let you guys ask me questions in with regards to my um, book being published and launching. And so that was a good fun thing to do, but you know, we're going to get back on track. There are so many amazing inspiring incredible Muslim women out there doing their thing and changing the world little by little and I am so so happy to be able to say that today is absolutely no exception for this young woman and I have got for you guys a darling of a lady and I'm just so excited for you guys to meet her and get to know her and inshallah also support her business and her venture Today I am speaking to Claudia Cruz. She is a revert to Islam and has been for eight years now. She was born and raised in the Dominican Republic but is now living in New York City. She's a wife, a homeschooling mom to two, to two children and she's the creator of Claudia Noor Cosmetics. It's a line of makeup and skincare made with halal all natural and thought friendly ingredients and it's specifically designed for Muslim women that want beauty products that are in line with our faith and I I am so so in awe of what this young woman has been able to do and the excited the, the conversation is super exciting to me I've learned a lot and I absolutely cannot wait for you guys to also meet her so without further ado this is Claudia Salam alaikum, Claudia. How are you? I am good. Alaikum salam. Very, very happy that you are having me here today. I couldn't be more excited to have you. I've been following you for a while now on Instagram. <laughs> I've been stalking you. Just basically like, who is this girl? I see you, boo. I see you. I see you doing your thing. <laughs> and I love it. I absolutely love your vibe. I love your whole everything that you're about. And I was just like, I need to I need to speak to this girl. I need to see what she has to share with everybody else because your product is sounding really, really amazing. So um, before anything else, I actually actually really would love for you to in your own words just give the listeners an introduction of who you are um okay so assalamu alaikum everyone uh, my name is claudia cruz actually um claudia nur is the name of my business um, my name is claudia cruz i am originally from the dominican republic and i am a convert to islam for eight years now alhamdulillah Mashallah, yes. um and i am living in new york city now with my husband and my two kids and I um, actually, because I reverted to Islam, I started this product line and um, I just started it because I saw that um, I felt like it was something that was so basic, um, but nobody was doing it. So I took it upon myself to just be like, there has to be, there has to be this. And I have like a background in beauty, which we will probably get into um, because I participated in like beauty pageants and I'm used to like the makeup and stuff. Um, so a combination of all of these things um, led me to create my business, which is named Claudia Noor, just simply because I like the name Noor and um, I didn't want to change my name, but it was Claudia Noor. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, yes, yeah. wait a minute, hold on, I need, to, I, need, I need backstory here. You were in pageants? Yeah. 
Oh, I so, need to tell. <laughs> this is um well, this is a part of the story that I love sharing, and at the same time, I'm very like careful about sharing because um it was an international pageant, and um you know it's a pageant, so you are in a bathing suit, and you are in a guy nightgown, and it's all like very much um not hijab friendly. So I was in a Miss World pageant and um, representing my country. And I had like, you know, like a, uh, two or three years of experience with beauty pageant. So that is where my makeup relationship started. And that is like after I converted to Islam. And I realized that it's not necessarily that the makeup is not allowed, but it's just the way that you use it. And um, coming from the beauty industry, and then like after I finished with the pageant, I, I tried to do some modeling. Um, and then, you know, just coming from that into Islam, I'm like, I just wanted a way to like bring it together. And that is where the business grew. That's such an interesting story. I love that story. And I don't think you should like, don't be like afraid of sharing that story because we all have a past sis, you know what? Some of us, you know, are born in Islam and we still have a past that's <laughs> not that flattering, you know, trust. But, you know, it's it's such a good story because it really combines, you know, the person that you were in the past, but more is like a more uh, Islamically wholesome now, you know, you've, you've taken something that you did before you reverted and found a way to still keep it in your life, but in a way that is aligned with your belief now. And I absolutely think that's a beautiful story. I really do. Yeah, and you know, I share it personally, um, and I think this is like the first time I shared it on a podcast. Um, oh, but I share it. <laughs> <laughs> um, just because, you know, like Google is still there and, you know, I, I like to be careful with that because you never know the intention of somebody. And some people, um, they don't understand that I might not want to have my pictures like just being like taken and like oh look she was there and now she's here which is something that people like to do mm -hmm. um and that happened in the beginning so I'm like oh my god I'm wearing hijab now I'm not sure if I want to have this um happening and that's why I kind of like step took a step back from like sharing it um but yeah like that is really what connects um everything for me is the fact that I came from that industry of beauty and like the fact that I was wearing makeup every day and that I couldn't see myself without makeup, you know? And this is a struggle that I see not only for somebody like me that came from that, but also like Muslim women that they're like, I need the makeup, but I think I shouldn't be wearing it. And like, what should I do? And that, that was like the guidance that I felt was needed, like um, needed when I started my business. I'm like, you can do it. Like, it's not that you're not allowed to wear makeup because you have a husband and you have like yourself um, that you want to look good for. Um, but it's just like the way and the intention that you're doing it for too, because you can be wearing makeup. Like if you wear makeup for yourself, you can wear it for yourself at home and be mm -hmm. like, I don't need to show it to everybody that I'm wearing it because I'm wearing it for myself. Um, so when the intention like is there and is like um, really established, then you can wear makeup knowing why you're wearing it. Not like, oh, I'm wearing it because this is the trend. And if I don't do this and I'm not going to feel good about myself, that's not really like why we should be doing it. Mm. um so yeah I'm sure I we're gonna that. get into that yeah yeah no absolutely there's so much here that we like I'm just like oh my god yes and we have to talk about this and we have to talk about that because <laughs> you said something very interesting you know like it's not you know that we're not allowed to wear it but sometimes you know there is hesitation because I know as well you know sometimes I'll be like okay well I'm I just put on my foundation and my mascara or whatever 
and the, the, the few days during lockdown that I've, you know, the recent time that I've had, you know, felt the need to put on a little bit of glam, but then it's the whole, okay, now you have to do your wudu. And so what do you do? And, I, and yeah, you know, like things like that, where sometimes it can kind of collide or seems like it collides and then what, you know? And yeah. I, yeah. I know. And it seems like a very, like a, um, in the beginning for me, it was absolutely like, essential like for me this was like oh my god what am I gonna do it was a big deal because I came from like not having to do this like five times a day so um I felt like how on earth is nobody nobody talks about that like that was like google um eight years ago right so I'm like looking we'll do a makeup how do you do we'll do a makeup like how do you do it do you have to remove it like every time I'm like oh my god it felt like um it was a burden and now what I see is that some sisters believe that, oh, it's such a superficial thing. You shouldn't like just take your makeup off and don't be like weak or something, you know, like mm. they it's it's um, put as it's, it's not such a big deal. And the fact is that it can be a big deal. Like yeah. I have had sisters who have emailed me and said, like, I missed my prayer because I didn't want to mess up my makeup. Mm. And it's like somebody might look at that and be like, oh, how can you do that? How can you like? Um, just put that over your prayer but like different people are in different places and if somebody would have told me like um, I mean alhamdulillah when I when I converted I had this like you know you have the iman boost right so you want to do everything right (laughs) Um, so I was like on that iman boost I like I threw my waterproof makeup off and like I'm like I'm gonna make it work and that's actually what led me to find all of these um, substitutions but somebody that has been raised um, like in this, or maybe somebody who also reverted, but didn't have this um, research uh, thing that I have when I, ha- I like to research everything, they might just feel like, oh, this is going to be too hard. And they might feel deflated, you know, and they might start missing prayer. So just to have like somewhere that they can come and be like, oh, that's how it works. Or mm-hmm. yeah, you can remove your makeup, but when it's something that is voodoo friendly, then it's easy to remove. Like, um, that's the other thing that waterproof makeup needs like this special type of like remover, which makes it even like more like burdensome, like, oh my God, like not only like, it's not just washing your face, it's like cleansing your face. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it seems like superficial, but it's really not. And that's, yeah, yeah. that's no, why I, really I, like. I absolutely agree with you. And I also know that I, obviously, and dear listeners, we all have, you know, different, uh, um, uh, perspectives and opinions on makeup and how to wear it but the thing is that for some women it just means a lot to wear makeup you know maybe you work in a special job where it's very important that you 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 represent your best or sometimes there's even like dress codes around makeup and things like that maybe you have really horrible acne and you don't feel um you know um confident enough to not wear makeup and whatever you know there's so many things that can make a woman feel like you know what I really want to wear makeup or I just feel better for wearing makeup whatever it might be even if it's just I like the creativity and makeup it could be whatever yes you know yeah and that's fine and I think we shouldn't judge each other for that you know makeup means a lot to me if I'm like taking like doing photo shoots and whatever but like from a day to day I'm kind of I'm all right you know but you're not going to see me you know do a photo shoot without makeup (laughs) yes I know it's like it's a lot, you know, and you have so much of the with social media and like the filters and the things and like this idea of beauty and the standards of beauty that we like, um, that we know we shouldn't be following, but we actually do, you know, yeah, we know we absolutely. shouldn't be. But then when you go and you look at yourself in the mirror, it's like, 
it, it takes it takes like a self-discovery and self like you have to internalize a lot of things to get to the point that you are absolutely comfortable in your own skin mm -hmm. and if you don't have like something that can guide you through that it feels like oh what is the point in doing this if like you know yeah like okay I'm not wearing makeup but I feel horrible like that's not mm -hmm. really like that's not the point because I know that with me when I reverted and I used to wear like the whole thing like you know like the base and the foundation and the concealer and the blush and all of it right um I started just like um analyzing like can I really go without it and then when you go without it it's not just go without it and be miserable but like the journey to get to that point can actually be really beautiful because then you discover things about yourself and you discover that whatever Allah has given us like the commandments and like um the guidelines are just to make you better um and I'm sure that we're gonna get to the eyebrow issue but like oh, I mean <laughs> I cannot believe like I really cannot believe that this like small amount of hairs on your face can be like such a big deal for a lot of sisters I mean it's not that I cannot believe it I actually I, I know I like mm. I see it yeah. um like even with me when I for me you know I struggled so much with my eyebrows <laughs> Um, not after reverting, but like before I, I was not Muslim. I, I used to like change the shape and I couldn't find like um, what is the right shape. And then you do all the things where you experiment and you put the lip, the, the you know, like the pencil and you like have oh, to find like what yeah. is the arc and like all of these things. And I could never, I could never find like the right shape. So it was always like, I don't know. And when I reverted, I said, you know what? Just screw it. I'm going to grow my eyebrows. I'm not going to touch them. And now like, well, it's been a few years until they kind of came in, you know, um, now I absolutely love the shape of my eyebrows. And it's like, oh my God, I struggled so much yeah. when yeah. like, this is, is the way that Allah made you. Yeah. But I know that it's not, it's not easy. Like the eyebrows is like a whole topic that we should have like a different podcast. <laughs> I agree. Oh my God. Yeah. The amount it's of conversation like, oh. on eyebrows. <laughs> right it's insane it is insane but it but it's it, but it is interesting because it, it 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 is so valid because it means so much to us clearly especially as women you know and this is why we can't just say oh no don't be so vain or you know whatever it's like but but it does mean something it does have an effect on us and there's always someone who has an opinion on it so of course we're also going to have an opinion on it i'm interested in knowing from you claudia you know when you then went into you know the journey you said when you first ditched all your makeup and then found that research and of it how did that journey look like for you what 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 happened was it sort of like a no I definitely need up my makeup how do I get it in or was it I'm going to try and find alternatives like what was the journey like for you um well the first thing when I was like researching and on this stage of like, I don't know what I'm going to do because my, my skin was also very bad. So I was in that point that I needed it. Um, but I, there was something that I always held on to. And that was that if Allah said, like, if this is something that I have to do because of Islam, then there's going to be a way for it. You know, like there is, um, I'm not sure if it's the Hadith that says that Allah made for every sickness, there is a cure. You know, um, um, so I'm like, if this is an issue that I'm having, because I want to do something right for the prayer and I want to be like, um, have ingredients that are halal and all of that, then I know that there has to be a way like, it's impossible for it not to be a way right. Otherwise, Allah wouldn't have 
like said this, like he wouldn't have said, you need to be like, when you come to pray, you need to be pure. You need to make sure the water is reaching your skin and all of these things. Um, so going from that, I just started like researching and researching. And I first just started with foundations and I'm like, there has to be something that I can put on my face that can cover my like uneven skin tone and all of that, that doesn't damage my skin, but that also doesn't prevent the water from like, you know, that is not waterproof. So um, I started with mineral makeup and that is where um, everything took off from there because I, um, I learned that mineral makeup it's actually amazing for your skin because it is the only makeup that if you have any like surgery on your face, I remember this was like the first thing I learned. Like if you have any like laser um, or anything happening on your face, you know, when your face is super sensitive, yeah. the only thing you can apply is mineral makeup, like, like natural minerals. So I'm like, oh my God, this has to be amazing for your skin then. And then um, the beauty about it, and this is something that it surprises me so much, like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made this, um, is from the earth, you know, but then it, it stays on your skin, but it's not, it, it's not waterproof. Like even when um, you wear like my foundations and stuff, it does fade a little bit when you take voodoo, but it doesn't completely like melt off your face um, because that is just a characteristic characteristics of uh, mineral makeup. It's just like that, like it sticks, but it's not really waterproof. It lets your skin mm. breathe. Um, so that was like, when I, when I realized this, when I researched, I'm like, oh my God, there is absolutely a way to do this. Yeah. Um, and then I learned about silicones and, um, just like, you know, when, um, they discovered silicones and they started using it in makeup, it just opened up this whole new era of like waterproof, um, makeup and the things that it can do. Um, and that is where the problem really comes in because, in reality, makeup is voodoo friendly, like powders are voodoo friendly. They are not like this barrier that creates, you know, like blocks everything. Um, but when you, when they introduce silicones into the picture, silicones are like literally like a liquid plastic. Like if you see like silicone, the material, you see how it is like, it's such so good at sealing things and keeping everything inside. Yeah. So just think of it like a way of doing that on your skin. That is why like they have 24 hour makeup that you can jump in the pool and it doesn't come off and you can sweat all day and it stays put. So I'm like, logically it like, it doesn't, it doesn't add on that you can have this on your face and make voodoo and the water is not going to reach your skin. So the second part of my research was like, can I make makeup? Can I create cosmetics without silicones at all? Like, can I do that? And yeah, that took me like a good like six, eight months of like trying and like learning. And um, because this is something that people don't want to do anymore. You know, like they're like, oh, we have silicones. We can have something that lasts for like two days on your face. Like, why would we want to create something else? So um, I had to just like learn in a different way and like approach things in a different way. And then I realized that it's totally doable. Like, yeah, it might not be something that you have on your face. And like, you know, when you have the waterproof foundations, um, you can like touch your face or like rub it and it doesn't come off. Like, no, you don't have that with my makeup, but you know that you can go and take voodoo and you don't have to remove it. Yeah. So, you know, like pros and cons. Um, well, but that so is how the research started. That's so cool. <laughs> I'm so I'm so curious. I don't know anything sort of like about like the, the ins and outs of makeup. I just I just go into the shop and I'm like, 
help me <laughs> like I, I I watch YouTube I watch the makeup gurus and stuff like that you know uh, like everybody else like me who's a noob when it comes to stuff like that what products are they putting silicone in everything <laughs> really I mean like um I have a few blogs on my on my website about this because silicones um there is just an I mean I will say they are an amazing ingredient like it's not that it's like silicone is not even haram to use no, like no, silicone no. is completely halal you know like you can wear it it's just um for our prayer that you want you don't want to really have something that has them and um as a side note you can have silicones because there are different types so you can have silicones that actually are water um solu- soluble soluble yeah, like you, you know mm. uh-huh so like there's different types of silicones, but if you have like a product that says waterproof and it has silicone in it, like you cannot have waterproof makeup without a combination of like waxes, oils, and silicones because silicones is what just kind of like brings everything together and creates that layer that just blocks everything. That's so interesting. Um, so um, silicones are used in a lot of products nowadays. Like if um, I give you on um, my blogs on my website, I give you like the actual name, but everything that ends in O and E, like dimethicone, um, that is one that is used a lot in, in um, cosmetics. Like that is one that you will find everywhere, like wow. everywhere. <laughs> you know, we learn something new every day. I didn't even, like, I didn't, I, I personally, I didn't, I, I'm trying to learn here. This is what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to learn <laughs> right now, okay? Because I didn't know what it was that, um, uh, that, that did, that made um, the, what's it called? The makeup non do friendly but it, I guess it makes sense it's like if there's plastic on your skin you can't you know you can't get through it and then you can't yeah. wash your face so I'm really curious about the mineral makeup can you can you speak a little bit more because what is miracle mineral makeup like I don't know what it is okay so mineral makeup is um it's just really like just minerals that are come from the earth so you have like different types you have like iron oxides which are um like the powders that we use for coloring so you in the iron oxides you only have like a red or a yellow or a brown uh, or a black right so with those colors you use them you combine them um to make the foundation colors um now what also happens with halal makeup is that the red iron oxide um and I don't want to get too technical because, you know, like there's a lot of nuances. No, but the other thing about halal makeup is the carmine. Carmine is this ingredient that is made from um, a beetle. It's a type of like insect that is dried up and then it's ground into a powder. So it's like the whole insect, the body is dried up and then they turn that into a powder and the insect gives off this beautiful red color. Now, this is not like if you have this in food it's not halal for us to eat so while i was researching like my makeup i'm like well if it's not allowed for us to eat and i put it on lipsticks then that means that you know like there is some something fishy going on there but there are a lot of colors that you cannot really get without this kind of red so that is where the it becomes tricky because like women want this kind of like bright pinks and like um yeah, you know, I like, love, it, I love a, a good red lip. Like I got to yeah. say. <laughs> so that is where like it comes, uh, becomes a little bit because um, a lot of lipsticks have that ingredient, like a lot of lipsticks. And some people think like a, a few sisters think like, oh, it's okay. I'm not really going to eat it. 
Um, it's just lipstick, but it has been proven that we eat our lipstick. Like, you know, it has been like, it's common knowledge that you put it on your lips and while you eat and you drink, like it goes and it's ingested. Um, so mineral makeup is just, there's a lot of them. Like there's titanium dioxide, which is the ingredient used in sunscreen. There's zinc oxide. So it's all of these powders that are mined from the earth um, and that we use for cosmetics. And then that you have so like funny. also the synthetic version and then you have the natural version, which is not used so much anymore because um, if it's used, it has to be purified. And then, you know, it's this whole process, but it just everything that comes from the earth and we use it on our faces. That's, that's so interesting because I wouldn't have known. Like I, I, I've heard mm-hmm. the, the, like the words, you know, mineral makeup before, but I've never really put it together. <laughs> like yeah because um, so, i'm like okay it's just something it's like i've always just assumed this like powders but then i'm like but i don't yeah. know where those powders are coming from so i don't know i have no clue but i find it super super interesting what has been your response though after you've launched your products like what's been the response that you've been getting from from people um well you know when i first started it i didn't really start it with the mindset of like i'm going to start this business and it's going to be like humongous and i'm you know i just said let me see what happens because um before i started it and while i was researching i was constantly looking for like halal makeup brands and like i i kept telling myself like there's must there must be somebody like that is addressing this specific need of like muslim women but there was nobody like I kept like, you know, I found some brands in like Indonesia or like Singapore and stuff, but not really anybody that was talking about like, what do you do when it's time to pray and all of that. Um, influencers were not that big that time and like nobody really made like videos talking about this. Um, so the response in the beginning was that I just found or sisters found me that had the same research, like that they were searching for the same thing I was searching. So when I started, I just started with like my mineral foundations and I just explained like, oh, what it was, it's a wood friendly foundation. And I had to learn like color, uh, color theory so that I could figure out like different undertones and, uh, you know, so that was a lot of work. So when I launched it, I did get like really good response from sisters. Um, and they understood, you know, like whoever was not interested in wood friendly makeup, like they didn't really like even care about it somehow in the beginning only the sisters that were just like me I'm like I knew that there was somebody else looking for this so the response is really good and because of that I just kind of like since I was already on the learning you know like I'm like I figured out this color theory and I'm like oh wow that's how you do it and I started experimenting and um, I took my my business has grown really slowly because I worked a lot on feedback So if I had like a few sisters that were telling me, oh, can you do like a bronzer? I'm like, I can. And then I will go and then I will do it. And then like, oh, but do you have blushes? And I'm like, I don't, but I can do that too. And, you know, because once I started just like figuring things out um, and I love that part of like learning how to mix colors and how to make different things, then I'm like, oh, but I can make this color now. Oh, I can make this and I can make that. So it grew like that. And like, Alhamdulillah, I have had such good... um, reception from like sisters I have had very few um people who have come and told me like oh you know uh, makeup is haram I haven't had too many of those comments alhamdulillah sometimes I think maybe I'm not doing you know you're supposed to have some haters and stuff <laughs> but I haven't had those um no alhamdulillah you don't the need them <laughs> of, yeah I have had the blessing of having amazing customers 
and they're like so understanding and they're always like oh what about this and I think it's because of that I think it's because I try my best to listen to like what they're saying so Mm. if they're like um I started the lipsticks because of that I started making like the liquid foundations because of that I'm like oh I love the powders but is there a liquid because I'm used to like and I'm like yeah I know me too so that was like you know I've been learning as I go so but alhamdulillah the reception has been really good that's amazing alhamdulillah and you know what you don't need haters to be a success you know like I think that's a huge misconception like why would we want to attract in people who don't want what we're selling like let's attract the right yeah, people in exactly <laughs> exactly yeah I, I think um, I just did a good job at that in the beginning without realizing you know when they say now like you have to like find your niche and like yeah. you know I think I did that without knowing and that's yeah. maybe why I haven't I have found like my people yeah, yeah and that's good and you know the random one that comes up here and there you know that's one thing but the thing is we all know you know that makeup is not haram you know so there's very little to come for you know it's like really only the muslim parents who will find something if they really want to you know if they dig deep enough they'll at least pretend that they know something right um but what what i would love to do is actually um I kind of want to sidetrack a little bit and go into a different subject. It was something that we actually spoke a little bit into right before we sit, we hit record, which was, you know, getting your brand to go mainstream or the 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 um, term of halal makeup or wudu friendly makeup. And you said, oh, I don't, I don't know if it ever will because it's like a Muslim thing. I personally would say, you know, two billion Muslim, a billion Muslim women, you know, in the world. <laughs> who are looking for you know halal friendly makeup and then I would even also say probably a billion more women who are looking for natural makeup uh, alcohol free makeup because alcohol is not very good on the skin is it Uh, no it is not right and that's yeah that's that's another um part of that's another part of my business that is not just because you know I did find brands that were that were halal like the halal makeup yes um, but they were not natural. So like they they had things that I didn't want to have on my skin, like a lot of ingredients that I'm like, I'm not, you know, like I did my research and I'm like, I don't want to have that ingredient because it's not just that I want to wear makeup, but I wanted to like improve my skin. And I know that if like, you know, have you met those kind of women that they don't wear makeup at all and their skin is like amazing mm-hmm. and they don't like do nothing for their skin? Yeah. Um, I hate, I hate <laughs> so those I'm women. Like, you know like Allah bless them like alhamdulillah (laughs) but they like they inspire me to be like there has to be something about simplicity and about the things that you put on your skin so like the first part was like okay it has to be halal so I'm not going to use this type of ingredients now it has to be natural so I'm not going to use this ingredients and then it has to be voodoo friendly so I'm not going to use this ingredient so it's like a combination of things um that I think nobody like you have makeup that is vegan and then, you know, okay, you have the natural part, but then they might use alcohol or, um, you know, like they might use um, ingredients that are technically vegan, but not like the best, best ingredients. Mm. Um, and then you have the halal ones, but maybe they're just like focused on having like makeup that is like um, just makeup. Like they don't care about the skin. So they will, they will use ingredients that, yes, they make your skin look amazing, but then when you take it off, then uh, then maybe your skin is not so good and mm. I had that a lot when I was like modeling and in the pageants I have the, that type of makeup that you put it on and your skin looks amazing but then you take it off and a few days later it's like what is going on with my skin and then because your skin is so bad you need to put it again and then you see the cycle how it goes right 
Yeah. So I'm like, it has to be halal and it has to be all natural and it has to be wudu friendly. So yeah, because you've got silicone free, alcohol free, uh, minerals, so all natural, eco-friendly. I assume yeah. vegan as well. Well, vegan except for like beeswax because I just I love okay. it. And you yeah. know, and yeah. bees like things from bees. I, I think I could never really have like a hundred percent vegan brand because in our sunnah, like our prophet said that honey is, it's like healing, you know, it's like yeah. the Quran is healing. And I'm like, if he said that, I'm not going to shy away from using something that Allah even mentioned in the Quran that he gave us. So yeah, um, yeah. I use beeswax. Um, I started using lanolin, which comes from the, um, the wool of the sheep. Mm-hmm. Um, which is um, amazingly like moisturizing for the lips. And I use it only on my lip balms because it makes such a big difference. Um, so it's almost halal, but not really. I mean, almost vegan, vegan, I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. No, um, but that's but really I, interesting. Yeah. I, I find that very, very interesting. But, but, but my point is, you know, all of the things that you've mentioned, I can see a large market for it outside of just Muslim women as well, you know. So why not take Claudia Noor and make <laughs> it? No, but, you know, I know you're laughing now and, and everything, but but the point is, you know, what you're actually doing in your makeup, if we take the word halal and wudu away from it, it's actually what everybody is looking for, essentially. They want this eco-friendly. They want it to be almost vegan you know they want it to be cruelty free they want it to be done and sourced in in ways that are uh i don't know what the word for tayyib is in um uh, english ethically Um, yeah like ethically sourced yeah yeah exactly so you know who says that we can't have like a islamic makeup brand (laughs) yeah no and um that's actually when I told you like, oh, I'm opening up, finally, I'm opening up like a wholesale division of my website. It's actually because um, it, it was more like a blockage of myself on thinking like, no, no, I don't want, I don't want this to grow too much because, you know, like, I feel like it's a thing that not every woman has, not every woman has that, but it can be a little bit like that impediment that we put on ourselves. Um, and um this year, actually, after Ramadan, um, I just kind of like sat down and I look at my duas for the year. And I said, like, I just I think now is the time I have spent like seven, eight years just like testing and creating and getting the feedback and just making sure that I'm making something that Sister Swan, that is good quality, all of that. And I, I said to myself, I think now is the time like, OK, let's let's you know, take it up a notch. And um, that's why now I'm open to that idea. Before I was like, no, no, who, me, mainstream? No, like, what? No, no, <laughs> it's, it's, this is a small company. This is like very like little. And now it, ha- it had to be a mindset shift. Yeah, um, I, so I think, yeah. yeah. I think definitely you just hit the nail on the head. It's a mindset <laughs> shift, you know, because there's nothing, you know, that's just, this is only for Muslim women. Or like it could be for anyone. And the thing is, you could be changing, uh, you know, Muslim women's lives, Christian women's lives, atheist, atheist women lives wow that was a tongue twister for some reason (laughs) but you could be changing the lives for a lot of women and the skincare and makeup routines for a lot of women and so why limit yourself you know I'm super excited about this wholesale idea for you because that will mean you'll be able to ship to me in Denmark right (laughs) yes yes Uh, yes 
So I, I, I know. Yeah, I'm supporting. You know, I told you, I told you, like I do everything based on feedback, and this has been the one thing. Like there have been a few things that I always get um, requests, and it, sometimes it takes me long. Sometimes you know, like like the liquid foundation took me a while, but I did it, and like I did it because I wanted to do it really good, so I had to test it a lot. Um, but the wholesale thing has been coming for a while, and I kept like just again putting that block on myself, like oh no, like how, how would I do that? I'm like one person, like all of that. I kept putting that block. And then finally, um, you know, that, that's a whole story on like how um, learning about Dua just opened up that, took that mindset block away, you know, like that yeah. It's, yeah. it's, you know, like. I don't no, know I, I, I fully, I fully yeah. understand what you mean because I, it's, it's one of the things that I teach a lot of my clients is, you know, I say uh, you can, you can, think about the what, what do you want? And the how is Allah's job, you know, he will figure out how you'll get it, you know, what road you're supposed to travel to get it, he'll find a way even when it seems impossible. But you just yeah. need to, to say, Allah, I want this, and be specific. Yes. And then Allah will be like, okay, I will give you the way, but it's not going to look the way you asked for it to look. Yeah. You know? And and that's and where sometimes the that's even better. Yes, exactly. A hundred percent. You know, so you know, I, I I absolutely can see you becoming, you know, internationally, you know like grow your business so 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 very very much inshallah I can see that happening for you but you know it's you know being open to it and changing the mindset yes. of what can be done yes. you know yeah but we I, put the limit yeah yeah we absolutely put the limits on ourselves we think oh who am I to do it but it's like well honey someone has to <laughs> why not you <laughs> be a queen <laughs> Yes. So what are you what are your hopes then now? Now that you've changed the mindset around, you know, being a little bit more open to growing your business exponentially, you know, uh yes. what's where where are you going to be in 5 10 years time with Claudia Noor? Wow, that's so funny that if you were to ask me this question like a few months ago, I would be like, "Oh, I'm just going to be here, you know, making stuff like how I normally am." And now like <laughs> the vision has completely changed. So now it's like, well, um now it's to the point that I'm like, I'm not even sure because um, if I start just like having distributors all over the world, then I know that it's going to come to the point that I will have to start building a team um, because it's, you know, like you can only do it by yourself up until a certain point, right? Yeah. Um, so then there will have to be a team and then there will have to be like growth that comes from that because um, just taking the brand to like a different level and maybe like having like a little um, factory or like, you know, like where you're producing all of these things because um, wholesaling is like having distributors. It's just, it's a different, it's a different, it's a different thing, game. you know? Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, so uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure, but it's, it's, I'm very happy about like where it will lead because um, I think it can happen really fast because yeah. I have had, um, like so many requests for this from all over the world. So I'm, I'm just picturing like, oh, shipping like giant pallets, like, uh, pallets, mm. not makeup pallets, but like shipping, mm. like giant shipping containers pallets, yeah. to like, <laughs> yeah, to like Denmark, as you said, or like the UK or, um, or, or selling to stores. Like when, um, a few years ago, my husband was like, oh, but you know, like, you can sell in Sephora. I was like, what? Me? No, I could never. Like, you know, that was something that was so far in my head. Yeah. And now I'm like, oh, well, I'm going to 
maybe in Sephora, like in different countries, not just like in the Sephora here, but like, that's how the vision has changed. So yeah, at this point, yeah, it's, 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 it's pretty big. <laughs> yeah. But that's the thing. I mean, I think it's like, stop having limiting thinking about yourself and your abilities because with a lot, everything is possible. Right. Exactly. But I think the thing, and, and I think this is like, so I heard about like halal makeup when I lived in London uh so maybe like seven years ago or something but the, the thing is, is that it, it was so limited where you could buy it that it, you yeah. quickly forgot all about it again in a way because it was like oh it's not easy for me to access and so it exactly. becomes like oh, okay but I'm not going to give up makeup so I'm just going to go buy you know Max Factor or L'Oreal or whatever mm-hmm. is available right but the thing is if if there's an if there's an alternative on the shelf next to these brands then, yeah. you know, 100% people like me are going to gravitate towards that before yeah. anything else. I mean, of course, like the quality also will be at a certain level, but that you can only assume it will be in a, to be of in a shop, you know. Yeah. But the point is, you know, if, if there is your alternative in a Sephora, you know, Muslim women shop in Sephora, exactly. <laughs> hijabi shop in Sephora, you know. So, and and, and I, I'm just saying, you know, sometimes it's just about bringing the attention to it you know when people know it's there they will buy if they don't know it's there how are they gonna buy and if it's not accessible to them you know and if it's not um yeah and you know something that I also wanted to mention um that really just pushed me over the edge because it was still like um at the end you know during Ramadan when you make your duas and you're like thinking like oh my god next year and like they let the gather and what's happening um I, I did have this idea. And then um, just the crisis in Palestine happened, right? And, you know, now we are starting to see all of these boycott um, lists and like the companies that are owned um, by the people who are supporting the oppression. Mm-hmm. So I just, I took a look and I'm like, um, you know, Estelo there, like yeah. they own, I, I, I'm like, I was shocked, like the reach that they have. Yeah. It's it's amazing. And then I like it just made me think like how much, like why cannot, like why can the Muslims have this amount of power when we have the resources and we have the people and we have the knowledge and we are all like super smart and we are dedicated. And it's it's a little bit about shifting the mindset of, oh, I don't want to like strive too much for the dunya, right? Um, but you can like, like it, it, Islam is not a religion of that. It's not a religion that says you have to like go and like not be successful at what you're doing. It's just like, you can be successful, but don't forget who is the one that gave you the success. Right. Yeah. So um, it just hit me that I have been limiting myself because I kind of didn't want to chase that. But I'm like, if you had that position of like having this amount of power, like what kind of help could you give? our brothers and sisters, you know, like the reason why people um, are so hesitant to speak is because the power is in the hands of the oppressors. Like they ha- mm-hmm. like they are afraid of losing um, endorsements and like, oh, but I'm working with this company and they're like, I'm not, I don't, I'm not sure what to do. So, you know, like that becomes power that is used against Muslims and it's, it's used against like people who cannot defend themselves because you know in islam like we have to stand up against any oppression yes exactly so that just really like was the thing that pushed me over the edge i'm like i like i have to stop 
limiting it, like I have to stop limiting myself because the more reach I have and the more, like if Allah wills, of course, and if Allah opens up the door that you can have like a business that can have like that kind of power with, of course, um, guiding your intention always that mm. like the reason you know like not to be like oh just because I want to like amass all of this fortune and like mm. be this person but like that you will be able to actually have an influence yeah in things like yeah you know like um I thought it was so interesting when um um was it Bella Hadid right mm-hmm. um like yeah. they stood up and somebody said well now they're gonna get like they're gonna end their contracts and stuff I'm like nobody's gonna end their contracts. No, they're making they're too like, much money they- for people <laughs> they have too much like um of a stand they have like they have they made their own you know anything modeling whatever like in their industry they have a say they have enough power that they can say I'm going to stand for this and you cannot do anything to me yeah so I think that um that was like what gave me that final push of like you need to get out of your um head and just Mm -hmm. like build this thing that can give you like that kind of stand to be like oh I'm standing for this and you're gonna do anything to me yeah the same way they do that you know yeah Um, I love that you said that my heart is smiling as you everything that you just said because I think it's such an important thing for all of us to remember is you know yes don't get too caught up in this dunya because this is just the test the life is coming afterwards (laughs) you know but that as you said, doesn't mean that we can't be successful here, that we can't be rich here, that we can't be influential here, because obviously the more power we have, and I don't say Mm -hmm. power in the way that people think like evil power, but the more power and influence we have, the more we can use that power to help those that we can, who who are in our vicinity to help, right? And so this is one of the things that's always kind of bothered me when people are like, no, you don't be rich, it's evil. No, if you're evil, more money will make you more evil. But if you're yeah. a good person and you really are the true Muslim who gives a cat, you know, becoming rich and wealthy and influential will help you give even more money. In exactly. Zakat, you know, exactly. but it's such a good point to, to make, you know, because the, the bigger, the bigger companies we have in general, you know, across the board that are influenced by Islam or owned by Muslims, you know, the more we have power within the Muslim communities to stand up against depression you know and I think that's such a great point to make so on that note I want to leave you know we could obviously continue talking about this for like (laughs) hours and hours but unfortunately we are coming up on time um but I kind of want to leave it on that because I want the listeners to also really just sit and think on that thought you know it's such a good thought to leave people on such a positive powerful thought but before we go I'd love to give the listeners a chance to connect with you. So if you've got anything that you want to tell the listeners that are upcoming for you, anywhere they can follow you, connect with you, anything like that, feel free to share that with the listeners now. Um, Well, you can um, find me on Instagram um, at Claudia Noor. Um, and you can um, check out my website. I, even though I'm starting like a distrib- like a wholesale section, um, I am like my website is up and functioning and you can shop for like all like halal and makeup and there's just like now because of this that we are talking there's just a lot of new things that are coming up and like um, I am going to start having this um, sets which is another feedback that I have like something that I have been requested like oh do you have sets for like the whole face or like skincare sets and all of that so that's coming 
Um, but everything is like lipsticks and foundations and concealers and blushes um, and skincare, everything you can find it on the website, claudianui.com. Um, yeah, and it's all halal and natural and wudu friendly. Oh, that's amazing. I'm so, 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 so happy that you could come on the podcast and share your story with us and your products. I personally, again, I'm so looking forward to coming to Denmark because as far as I'm aware, there isn't anything like it here in Denmark. And if there is, they they ain't shouting loud enough. Inshallah, so, inshallah. But um, yes, thank you so much for coming and sharing your story with us. Definitely for all the listeners, everything that Claudia just mentioned, where you can follow her, will be linked in the show notes below. So make sure you go give her a follow on her socials and go check out her website, claudianor.com and make an order if you're in the States for sure. <laughs> order your sets and then tell us, tell the rest of us about it. <laughs> Claudia thank you so much for taking the time to speak to me today it was such a pleasure to meet you thank you for having me it was really it was amazing talking to you and I hope Allah may Allah put a lot of baraka in this podcast it was lovely I mean thank you so much sisters and uh, I will see you over on Instagram yes (laughs) thank you so much for listening in to today's episode If you want to connect with me elsewhere, you can find the links to my socials on zarapedersen.com. Before you go, I'd love it if you could leave me a review or tell a friend about the podcast. And if you're new here, you might as well subscribe. You'll be back. I know it. You know it. There's no point in delaying the commitment. Welcome to the sisterhood, babe. Until next time, please don't forget to live in love.